Welcome back, everybody, to Rebels Keep It Real. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Raven. And I'm Dalen. And today we got a special guest. <laughs> Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Mia. I'm a criminal justice major. Hi. Welcome, Mia. Thanks. Welcome. Okay, Raven, would you like to introduce today's oh. topic? Oh, you want me to introduce uh, it? Yes, of course. Okay. Let me... So... The first part of the segment, we're going to be talking about embarrassing things in college that shouldn't be embarrassing. So what's something that's embarrassing? Like here, I'll give you an example. So I think it's embarrassing when it's like raining outside and I walk around with an umbrella. Yeah. I think that's so freaking embarrassing. <laughs> that is embarrassing. Oh, my God. Um, oh, um. Being the only one that has to use the restroom in the middle of class. Oh. And you have to walk, like, a very long, Especially like, in a lecture hall. Oh, yeah. Like, you just gotta go oh, across man. everybody. Like, <laughs> oh, CBC. excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate it. Because, like, you know how everyone's, like, especially in the desks that just have the table. And then the table, like, goes out. So everyone's knees are just out. And they have to, like, <laughs> shove it in until you go through. Damn. I'm like, damn. And people have to make it side. <laughs> I think mine would be, like, bringing your lunch to campus, like like bringing like a lunch bag, and I mean because I've I've had to do that you know several times because I have like some long days and I don't know, just not seeing anybody else like seeing it as like a norm. Uh, mm-hmm. I sometimes find that embarrassing, but just just to myself. I mean like it's fine whenever I see other people. What about you, Dalen? Walking to class really fast. I have back to back. I have. I have back-to-back classes that are across campus, and so I, ca- I kind of got a speed walk, and I always feel, you know, I feel weird with a big backpack just going, like, just walking. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, going to go yeah. around everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Um, Damn, I had one. Damn, what was it? You know, I I do the lunch thing I have on on my backpack since I can't fit my lunchbox in my backpack i have to clip it to the outside so it's like dangling behind me but i mean like that looks i mean i feel like that looks better i don't know than carrying it yeah because i mean like especially like when you have way too much stuff in your hands because you know some days i'll go to the gym but i have like two classes and then you know i have my lunch and so then i'm over here carrying like three bags and then i'm just overwhelmed (laughs) yeah i remember Coming to college, I used to think that college students only walked around with, like, a freaking laptop in their backpack. <laughs> so when I came here, and I'm over here lugging around a freaking binder, my iPad, my lunch, my water bottle, I'm like, damn, I feel so humbled right now because everyone's just walking around with a notebook or a freaking iPad in their hand. <laughs> yeah, I have this one guy in my class, in my government class, and he, first of all, he shows up, like, 15 minutes later to before at the end of class and uh, he just me. walks in there with pjs like his hair is all messy in one pen in case there's a quiz oh dang <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean at least you won't ask for one <laughs> and i don't know if it's just me but i always have to be overly prepared for any situation <laughs> so i'm like if i just brought a pen and for some reason we had a freaking quiz online i think i would actually have a panic attack <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no literally and then also like going back to like the backpack thing I get so jealous of the people who have, like, you know, a very small put-together backpack because I look like a tortoise, you know, (laughs) hunched over, going all across campus, 
Because I mean, like the I I hate when the backpack's like thicker than me, you know, like because oh, yeah. <laughs> I get I get so jealous of Raven because Raven only has her back her you you have your backpack and your iPad and then like and maybe a binder. binder. Okay, well I have my whole laptop. <laughs> I got like two binders. <laughs> I got a full. I overpack and then I have like an extra set of clothes because I'm like scared that in your bag. Yeah. Oh, you have an extra oh, set of clothes. Yeah. I, well, I'm I'm. I'm a survivalist, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess it's, like, the consequences of my own actions, but it's I really hate, heavy. yeah, and then I hate, like, you know, just going back and forth, and then sometimes my dad will be like, your backpack looks really heavy, and then he'll feel it, and I'm like, he's like, oh my god. <laughs> he's oh like, you god. lug this around? <laughs> oh, all, all those days at the gym. <laughs> you paid off. <sighs> oh, um... I think I find it very embarrassing when you're like walking through like a very narrow spot. For example, TBE. Why is that hallway so narrow? But anyways, so I remember it was like a couple days ago. I was walking down TBE and this guy is coming straight towards me, (laughs) but he's walking on the wrong side of the hallway. And I'm like, oh, well, you're going to move. I'm not. You're going to move. And he just keeps walking straight. We're just about to collide with each other. And he stops and finally moves over. Should have let it happen. <laughs> I should have watched a tad bit faster. Free tuition. <laughs> Do you, Mia, this is more directed to you. Mm. Do you have an unassigned assigned seat in any of your classes? Are yeah. You, Do you do that? I do, but then there's other people that showed up before me, and sometimes I take it, so I give them, like, a dirty look. <laughs> but, like, they give me a dirty look back, so I just, like, I just look at them, I stand, and then I move. I'm just like, you know what? And then I just look at another seat, but it doesn't feel the same, so I don't enjoy class when that happens. Yeah. No, I, I had a person in one of my, uh, the lecture I had today, there was uh, this girl, and she started sitting closer and closer to me from like the beginning of the semester and it got to the point where she would sit right next to my seat and mind you we were in um it's just like a lecture hall in uh Whitehall and oh are you good yeah we're good, we're good. <laughs> and so she'll sit right next to me mind you this lecture is really empty like no one shows up to class and so I'm just like, why are you right next to me? <laughs> that actually happened to me before. And then, but the thing was, is she's not mindful about her space. And so her elbow would be all the way over in my chair. And I'm just oh. like, okay, I, I cannot do this anymore. And so the next class I moved and then another kid sat right next to me. And then I felt bad because I was like, am I like in his unassigned aside spot? And then <laughs> I'm over here hopping around the classroom for the several classes and I finally settled down. But... <laughs> It was, yeah, I, that was not fun. Because, I mean, I had that spot. I was I was sitting there for, like, a good seven, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And then the girl just slowly made her way closer <laughs> to me. And I'm just like, okay. She probably feel lonely. You push her away. <laughs> <laughs> now you're playing devil's advocate. She's over here listening. And I'm, she's like, oh, she sits away from me. After that. <laughs> but the thing was, she wouldn't talk to me either. So I was just like, okay. Like, she would only talk to me when we were, like, forced to talk to each other. Oh. But I was just like, girl, like, your elbow's all the way over here. I'm, And she's, like, a small, tiny thing. And I'm just like, girl, Please. That was funny because today I actually had my first shadow arrival. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah, so it was fun. But then I went to class with her and I was sitting down. And first of all, let me just say I haven't been to class in like 
a month. Mm. But <laughs> I said, yeah, right. in the classroom, there's only like five people there. And I was just like, okay, fun. Mm-hmm. And um, this girl, she just walks in. And then I was like, oh, she's going to sit over there. No, she said, we're like right next to me. And like two rows were empty. And I was like, oh my. Yeah, the whole class, she was like, Oh, you're just oh, fighting for your spot yeah, I was like and, and they made me think I was like am I on her seat but like I haven't seen this girl before so I was just like oh, uh, well no and then it, it freaks me out because I'm just like you know I feel so out of place there and I'm just like should I just not show up <laughs> yeah and I was like oh. and Dalen do you have that experience like when you're in your computer science classes like is that the same all majors across the board yeah yeah I have I think all of my classes are unassigned assigned seating i do have one my my last class of the day it's 80 people it's an 80 person lecture Mm -hmm. but only like 20 people show up and so we're in this like 120 (laughs) spot room and and like the first like three rows are like kind of spottily filled so usually you can get away with moving Mm -hmm. around in that one in some of the other ones my first class of the day there's like 16 people in it and like eight show up and there's like 18 seats. So you got your seat and that's it. I have no clue how, especially like in your major, it's just crazy to me how people don't show up because I would be so lost. I mean, I know sometimes it doesn't help to show up because sometimes the professors are a little incompetent, but... Well, my, uh, my professor popped off in the Discord. Uh, he's in your Discord? Yeah, so he, he, made, he made the Discord, and uh, it's for my last class, Compilers. Oh, um, okay. And so he, he counted because he noticed that the student population was dwindling every day. And um, <laughs> he did a head count. He went, one, two, three, five. 26 people showed up today. 26 people and so he went hold on i'm gonna go yell at everyone and he opens up his phone and runs into discord and he's like get to class now all caps only 26 people showed up and then like four students walked in oh my god (laughs) wow that's so awkward (laughs) that is um so unrelated note to school but uh something else i find embarrassing is um when you're bowling when you're walking back does anybody else find that embarrassing okay. or is it just but, me? But the thing is, is I suck at bowling. So that's, that's the, <laughs> me too. I'm one of, I'm the, one of those people who had to have like the rails up and then I had to like g- granny roll it and stuff. I mean, I ha- I haven't been bowling in years, but the last time I went, you know, I had to have all the little handicaps. Um, it is very humbling, especially when you almost slip on that floor too. <laughs> Did you ever use the thing where you like set the ball on top and then you just push it and oh, it yeah. sends it in a straight okay, no, line I didn't for have you? To, I didn't have to like we carnival it, you know. You didn't but use that? <laughs> no. Oh, bro, I was a proud advocator for that. I was like, I need this right now. I was like, I don't care if a seven year old kid is using it right beside me. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> You're <here>, like, because <laughs> it, it's gonna guarantee. Nineteen that. years old. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to fight the kids for the rail thing. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> that happened to me last time we went bowling because I was just doing so bad. And I saw this, like, four-year-old girl just pushing it. And she would, like, I don't know what you call it. Like, she would get a strike. Get a strike. Get a strike. And I was like, <laughs> I don't need that. Like, no. You're like, girl, can you show me how to do that? <laughs> She's uh, like, sure. <laughs> Bruh. 
How does it feel to be a prodigy in bowling? <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. No. <laughs> Bro, did you have to use any handicaps? I, I used the bumpers for a while. And I did I did every now and again when I was like in last place or whatever. I'm like, all right, I'm using the push thing. I'm getting what? a strike. Oh, the push thing. Is, like that, is you, that what this I don't know what it's called. I don't though. know what it's called. You set your ball on top of it and then you just like push it off and it sends it in a straight line. Such, yeah, it's like a, such a, a cheap move though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I am a proud believer in winning, and I don't know if that's the competitive side of me, but I will use that thing <laughs> just to get those points okay, up. But would you have the bumpers with it or no? Yes, girl. Then I got I got double trouble. I got double trouble. <laughs> just in case that ball slightly moves, it's not going in the gutter. <laughs> you're playing against everyone, and they're just doing it regularly, and you're like winning. <laughs> I know, and especially like it's so humbling because when it's your turn, they go up, and then when you're done, it gets <laughs> oh wait, doesn't it? Wait, does it come out of the floor? Yeah, what? it comes out of like the sides. It does. Yeah, girl, how long has have it been you... since you bowled? Okay, I haven't, I, I haven't bowled, I haven't bowled since like th I was thirteen. <laughs> like, enough. like genuinely, I have not gone, <laughs> bro. Well, I know our birthdays are coming up. But uh, another thing I find slightly humbling is um, when it's your birthday and everyone's singing you happy birthday, but you're just sitting there. Like, what What are you supposed to do when people are singing you happy birthday? Because I just sit there and I end up saying happy birthday to myself. I'm like over here like, happy. <laughs> That's what you do? Yeah, because I, I don't want to. are you singing? Everyone's staring at me and just singing happy birthday. Oh, then I'm like, happy <laughs> Like, what do you do? You just sit I, there? I disassociate. <laughs> I, no, okay. I genuinely trying to get, like, in the groove of it. And I never mentioned, we went to Texas Roadhouse uh, <laughs> with with uh, some of our friends. And they told the staff that it was my birthday. Oh, my God. And they brought out the saddle. Oh and I didn't God. know they had a saddle. Because, yeah. you know, I've never been to Texas Roadhouse oh. up until that point. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's her birthday. And I... The waiter's like, get on the saddle. I'm like, get on the saddle. <laughs> she looks at me. She's like, this? <laughs> this saddle? In front of everybody? Did you do it? Yes. <laughs> what am I going to do? And then he's like, he's like, how old are you, Trina? I'm like, I have to get in character now. I'm, I'm too caught up in the lie. And I'm like, 20? Like, <laughs> and, you know, everyone's singing to me and stuff. And then it's just, and then they're like, you know, give her a yeehaw. And I'm, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> is this what Texas does? I'm sure. <laughs> but, uh, and then some, uh, going off from that, uh, a waitress came up to me and she's like, is it actually your birthday? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, it was, it was, you know, five months away from my birthday. But, uh, she, she was like, oh yeah, it used to be my great aunt's birthday. Implying that she passed. No, and no, but, but you need to hear, okay, so... R.I.P. Great Aunt. Great was it Great Aunt? Yeah. I okay. Think yeah. But um, so she was sitting behind us, and she said, "Oh, it's your like, is it your birthday?" And we're like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh, how old are you turning?" Like, it's also my birthday. Like a couple days, uh, passed already, and we're like, "Oh, okay." So we turn back around, and we're talking, and then she talks to us again about the Great Aunt, and I swear, like five minutes no, after, it's so random. Minutes. I was like, uh, <laughs> "We're all like." <laughs> And then I, 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 I'm just like, well, I mean, like, I can't, I can't be like, no, it's actually not my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 
I can't. I mean, <sighs> so yeah, with the birthday thing, I just, I just try and get into it because I mean, it's only like, what, twenty seconds. Mm-hmm. I don't start singing along to it. What, yeah. what do What do you do, Mia? I Me, mean, I love the attention, so okay. I just sit there and enjoy it. I'm I love like, that. Yeah, admire it. <laughs> 20 it's 20 your seconds. D- It's your day. It's my yes, day. Yes, yes. Exactly. That's so a I very, very Scorpio of you. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> honestly, yep. Dale, you're a Scorpio too. Yeah, Are you I actually? am. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's an he's an October Scorpio. Exactly. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, I have a sister. She's an October Scorpio. Scorpio? Oh really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that supposed to mean? <laughs> no, I feel sorry for my parents. Oh, <laughs> dang. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do you want to stem into our, our next topic yeah. of the day? I think Mia will really like this one. Oh, it's pretty fitting with your major oh, as wow. a crimin- criminal justice. I almost, I almost said <laughs> Criminal major. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant to say, I was going to say criminology, but then I was like, that's not it. <laughs> what do we have that here? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, we were going to bring up some true crime stories. Oh. And we were going to discuss them. Okay. So the first one we have up here is the Severed Feet Mystery. In 2007, a girl was roaming a beach in British Columbia when she found a sneaker. To her horror, as she opened up the sock, she found that a human foot was inside. Mm. Since then, yep. oh, <laughs> since then, a number of severed feet have washed ashore. The feet have not been connect uh, have been connected to five men, one a woman, and three of unknown sex. Throughout the years, with a hoax foot thrown here and there, the case has never been completely closed. With many theories floating around as to who the feet belong to. No pun intended. Um, that is actually what it says floating around. Uh, then the Vancouver police managed to identify one foot in 2008, matching its DNA to a man who was described as suicidal. They later were able to match two other feet to a woman who is also believed to have committed suicide. Because of these findings, many speculate that the feet belong to those who jumped off a bridge to their deaths. However, because of the rarity of only feet and no other body parts showing up, some believe that the feet were connected to a plane crash by a nearby island. Others suggest they were those of a victim, uh, those of the victims of the Asian tsunami in 2004. Since the make of the shoes were all manufactured before 2004, whatever sources these feats are coming from, they have left the world baffled for years. Wow! 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 I found that is my first time reading that story. Me too. Um, uh, well, yeah. I would imagine, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> just I, I don't know. I mean, I, don't think, I they, don't think that would be tied to committing suicide if no other. I don't think they could also be tied to what, what tsunami was it? Uh, it was just called the Asian tsunami of 2004. I don't think it could be tied to that because they said it, Vancouver police, right? Like they only found four feet. Uh, First of all, where's Vancouver? Like, hold on, let me, let me get it straight. Canada. Okay. Which side? Okay, on um, the other side. On the right, like <laughs> New York side. On, 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 on the east side. <laughs> um, so it said that the feet have been connected to five men, one um, woman, and three of unknown sex. So I feel that like would be nine. It's too strategically. Or, or, well, I mean, could be multiple more than that because, I mean, everyone has two feet, but. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, unless you don't, but. <laughs> But I mean, like, that's so random. I mean, like, who's hacking off feet <laughs> and letting it wash up to shore? Like, I mean, like, there's not really a lot of details here. 
I think it's too strategic for it to be like a natural disaster, like a tsunami. That's like, so I feel random. Like, <laughs> like, shoot, is someone chomping at just the feet? Like, I didn't, I didn't know the hashling slasher was like cutting off feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no! And then like the shoes being from before two thousand four, like that's that would be, and I feel like they would mention that it would would have been more decomposed than just like because i mean like you know once things are underwater for a long time mm-hmm. it, they can saponify you know mm-hmm. so that was a big word that's wow. a big word for elmo uh sorry that was, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was such an that was such an old trend wow. okay uh, <laughs> moving on uh yeah so you know they can saponify and what does that mean saponification is when you're you basically turn into soap Oh, um, it's it's so. Let me let me back that up. So okay. the process okay. of making soap is combining a base with a fat, and basically, um, when that happens, like underwater and stuff, it's like with like the deco de- decomposition. De- decomposition of you know animal fat because back in the day, that's how they used to make soap was like animal fat. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So I mean, I don't know, I don't know the whole chemistry background, oh. but. <laughs> That is just what it's called. You learn new something fact. new every yeah. day. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> but, yes. Any any other thoughts about these severed feet? I have a question. Mm-hmm. So, they found the foot, like, every other day kind of thing? Or every other year? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it, it was just a one-time thing? So, in 2007, they found several. And then 2008, they managed to identify one. So, it seemed like... It was over the course of a year. It doesn't specify, so I mean, I'm not sure. But I feel like that's very strange to do that over one course of a year, and it's just feet. Like this, I don't know, it doesn't feel gotcha. like, it doesn't feel natural disaster no. type, because I mean, like, that would take a lot to, like, yeah. uh, you know, rip off your foot. I don't know. Like, like a sea animal, just kind of like. Just chomping along, yeah. spitting up the shoes with the feet. Mm, I mean, maybe. Um, it depends on also And how it was the, a beach, so I mean, like, it, it could have been... That's about the first line. It depends ocean. on how the feet were severed, too. Like, was it a clean cut, a jagged? Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like if it was clean cut, it would have probably been easier for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a little grim, though, that they have, like, four shoes here. Of the shoes kind of look a little similar. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like they look yeah. similar. Yeah, they're all like, like blue and white. Yeah. No, look. some one of them's like a new bound one, and they all look pretty similar. They all like have same color schemes. They're all old Nikes. <laughs> they're all old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you like to? Girl, um, you want me to read? Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, so whichever one you want. Next case. Let me pick one. Okay, the next case we're going to be talking about is the boy in the box. Okay, That's so scary. in the year... <laughs> Spookiest time. Yeah. The year 1957, when UNLV was founded. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in Philadelphia, a young... A hunter found the bruised body of a boy in a J.C. Penny box. The boy was around four to six years old, was nude and wrapped in flannel. He seemed to have died from blows to the head. Fearing the traps would be confiscated by the police, the hunter didn't report the body. It was two days la- later when a college student found the body that the police stated that the on the case, the America's unknown child, and immediately attracted the media's attention. The flyers of the boy were seen throughout Pennsylvania. 
Although the police received thousands of leads, they were never able to uncover the identity of the young boy. They tried chasing it back to the JCPenney box and checking the boy's fingerprints, but everything led to a dead end. However, there were two promising leads of note. One involved a foster home located 1.5 miles away. A medical examiner who pursued the case until his death was had a psychiatric lead led him to the foster home, which found a bassinet similar to the one that was sold in the box hanging on the clothesline were blankets much like the one wrapped around the boy they believed the boy belonged to the stepdaughter of the man who ran the home she didn't want to be found as the unwed unwed mother thank you the police interviewed the couple but closed the investigation in 2003 they opened the case again when interviewing a room, a woman who identified as M, who claimed her abusive mo- mother brought the child back in 1954, according to her, her mother killed the boy in a fit of rage because M was mentally unstable. The investigation closed as well, leaving the boy to remain America's unknown child. And is this a real story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. these are clo- uh, cold cases. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. 50s was a scary time. Loki, if I was a cop back in the day, uh-huh. I would have taken the sample, DNA sample of everyone living within the 10 mile range and then try to match it to the boy. Yeah. We need you in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it would have been great. <laughs> now that's crazy. I mean, like, especially like if the main suspect is like the mother. Like, yeah. that's that's sick. And like most times that's Usually the main suspect is somebody who's familial to that person. Yeah. 90% of the time, yeah. Yeah. It's weird that he couldn't find his fingerprints, though. It's like they didn't want the police to find out, to identify the body. How old was the boy? Four to six. I think he was, uh, yeah, around four to six years old. They didn't even specify an exact age. How big is a JCPenney's box? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. I mean, like... Because, like... The case is already solved. It is. Of this year, yeah. The case is Joseph um, Augustus Zanelli. What? Did they did they figure out how he like, or who the who the murderer, or who the culprit? Okay. okay thank you. We will. I want to know that one. Now that's crazy, and it's just so that's so sad. Especially yeah. any any like cases about kids really gets me. Um, just because like I remember when like the John. Uh, Ramsey case came out and like just different uh, like Madeline McCann uh, oh, I remember that one it's just crazy like or uh, oh did you ever watch the trials of Gabriel Lopez on Netflix yes I did that one was really okay everyone up. keeps re- talking about that what is it what about it was it was just a case of um, his biological mother and his stepfather I believe mm-hmm. were super abusive and he was, like, very young. And I think, like, the teacher that he had was one of, like, the people who, like, helped get him out of that situation and helped, like, provoke the investigation about him. But, yeah. On hmm. December 8th, 2022, more than 65 years after his body was found, the boy was publicly identified as Joseph Augustus Zarelli during a press conference held by the Philadelphia Police Department. Dang. Uh, so they just that was recent recent Dang. yeah so it wasn't uns- so but there's no suspect or anything it was DNA 
It's that's one thing that gets me though is like how crazy it is to find DNA of people like so many years later. You know, yeah. like because I mean, from forensics is just crazy, and like just like the evolution of it. Because I mean, back in the day, you know, they only had so much, yeah. um, but nowadays it's it's insane. Aw, that's so sad. That is so sad. Oh, okay. There's some autopsy photos. Yeah, that's not... That's so sad. Yeah. Anything that happens to children is so sad. Like, I remember um, I used to have a talk with my mom of what I would do if I was getting kidnapped. Tell us. So <laughs> my sure. plan is, I don't know if anyone else has come up with a plan, but like it depends on the situation. Obviously, you can't really predict how someone's going to kidnap you. But um, <laughs> um, like if someone was in a like a car or a van or something and they were trying to run up behind me. First of all, anytime I'm walking at like night or like by myself, I always have my pepper spray in my hand. <laughs> Yeah, because I I'm like I'm not the one (laughs) so like I feel like if anyone were to like just grab me I feel like I would turn around and spray them and knock them in the balls (laughs) or in the groin you never know if it could be a woman you never know (laughs) do you have a plan um I I don't know if I want to disclose this on the internet but uh yeah, I've I've always thought about different things like that. And what sucks is, like, the unpredict- unpredictability about those situations. Mm-hmm. Because everyone can say, oh, I would have done this differently. Or mm-hmm. I would have done this. Or, you know, I would have done this. And honestly, it, it sucks because that's so insensitive towards the victim of that situation. Yeah. Because... They they didn't know that they were going to get kidnapped. You know, like, like it's not like they came into it and be like, oh, yeah, here, here we are. Yeah. You know, and so... It's it's hard to say what you would do in the moment, but mm-hmm. I, I that's one one thing that people say is that it's better to fight on on the site than to be transferred to a different location. That's true because you know God knows what's going to happen to you but at that second location. It's kind of sad when you see like um, those experimental tests that people do, oh, yeah. and no one helps them. Mm-hmm. That yeah. those Loki make me cry because I'm like, bro. Especially like, and it's it's weird to see like the cultural differences in some European countries compared to here, mm-hmm. and just to see how, you know, different people react. And I mean, some of them, you know, are obviously staged and meant to be fictitious, which uh, again sucks because I feel like it's, in a way, romanticizing a really bad situation and isn't really bringing light in the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just sad when. The bystander effect is so real. And, you know, when people are just sitting around and, you know, not willing to help somebody, like, who is obviously distressed like that, it's just, it's just crazy to me. But nowadays, it's like, you can never be so sure. So it's kind of exactly. like, what's, what's the right judgment call? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would just call the police and keep an eye out. Yeah. No, literally. Like get the license plate or whatever. Yeah. But at least that's doing something more than just standing there mm-hmm. and just exactly. letting it happen. Yeah. That's, That's why I always have my phone in my hand, so when just anything happens, I can just hit them in the phone. <laughs> yeah. That's why I, li- I also like iPhones in the sense that if you click, like, that side button three times, it already calls the police. 
Yeah, that almost happened to me, like in the car. Really? I mean, it was just like it was just on my the back pocket, and it just and I just hear it vibrating. I was like, "What is going on?" And I looked, and I was like, "No, not the police!" <laughs> and they start calling you back, like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> well, that that did happen to me. Uh, I don't know if I've ever like told you that situation. I um, I had a near kidnapping experience where um, a guy tried to like lure me into his car, mm-hmm. and um, basically. Then uh, later on, because my dad called the police for me because I was, like, a little young at the time. And um, and I didn't know what to do because I was, like, I don't know if th- I know this person. I was, like, kind of, like, giving myself self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad called. And then they called me, but I didn't answer because I didn't. I was, like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to answer this unknown. Because it doesn't show up as 911. It shows up as yeah. a random phone number. And so then I called them back because I was like, oh, shoot, that was the police. (laughs) And then I talked to the dispatcher. And it sucks, though, because, like, when you're put into, like, that situation, like, on the spot and trying to be, like, a good witness and to provide only, like, truthful evidence and, you know, information, it's just so hard to, like, recount that information. And I get – I – and I felt so bad, too, because I was just like, listen, I don't even – I can give you the street name. I was like, but I – Barely remember what the guy looked like. I. It's like that fight or flight yeah, response. I mean, no, your brain, like, yeah, because you, you just turn off and you're just like, you know, this is go time. It's yeah. not, oh, let me methodically think this out, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thing. Well, for this section, I know I kind of got a little deep. So if you guys are ever in that situation or ever are witnessing something like that, please reach out to 911. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll help significantly. Exactly. I just want to share my location with y'all in case I go missing one day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that that I've also known is a really good thing. Like I do the same with all my friends. Um, because I'm like, which you don't share your location with him too, but okay. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait. uh, (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Uh, because I can like even if you don't respond, I can tell what my friends say and what they don't. So if it's someone else sending me something, I'm like. Or, like, they're in, like, a random place that I've never seen. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Well, yeah, and it's so important to know your friends, to know how they text, to know how, you know, they respond to situations. Yeah. Um, and to even just, like, establish, like, a plan. And, you know, whenever you go to social events, just look out for one another. Because mm-hmm. there's so many cases where people don't look out for their friends and then now yeah. something happens. Oh, yeah. And now your friend's in a terrible situation and then people feel bad about it. Um, and then if you don't feel bad about it, I, uh, I don't know what to tell you because (laughs) that's, that's a you problem, but it's just crazy. It's just crazy how careful you have to be nowadays. And I guess, I mean, ever, because I mean, like people are just unpredictable. You don't, you don't, you don't know. It's a scary world out there. Yeah. For all ages, all genders, all ethnicities, backgrounds. Yeah. It's scary. Well, that got deep. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to a lighter note than that, uh, we did want to mention that we are having a fundraiser on April 26th Mm -hmm. in Rebel Marketplace. So if you would like some good treats, some homemade (laughs) delicacies. (laughs) Homemade delicacies, want to learn about the podcast. And contribute to the making of our episodes and bringing on special guests like Mia 
Please contribute. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you guys, we will be on Free Speech, a.k.a. Rebel Marketplace, in front of Hospitality and CBC. Um, I know a lot of people don't know the names. That's why I mentioned CBC and Hospitality. I forgot (laughs) that. Everyone knows we're Hospitality. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. So, please stop by. Mm-hmm. We'd we'd love to meet you. We'll have nachos. Oh yes, yes. Mia's got nachos. <laughs> Girl, that sounds scrum delicious right now. I'm hungry. <laughs> and fruit cups, like the Mexican style. Ooh, fruit Okay, I did buy pineapples the other day. I know this is so random, but they were bussing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, speaking about fruit, I had watermelon with tahini for the first time the other day. Really? <laughs> that was good. It's so good. <laughs> I think I prefer that over mango with tahini. I think Any fruit I don't with know. Is so good. I don't know. The watermelon was it was just really hitting. Have you ever had watermelon with cinnamon? What? I don't like cinnamon. Try that. Oh, yes. Like watermelon? Oh, you don't like cinnamon? cinnamon? I don't like anything fall. What, what about Spicy? horchata? Okay, that I can do. But like <laughs> <laughs> cinnamon but to to a certain degree it's giving very much my mac and cheese it's, era. No, it's, it's giving it's giving raven not liking cheese but we'll eat mac and cheese with ketchup <laughs> with ketchup i'm sorry what oh, oh my god no, we cannot bring this ketchup? back yes how many episodes have we mentioned we, yeah we had a whole argument about this like four episodes ago if you if you'd like to know more about what foods we love and hate and are confused with Raven about, <laughs> go back like four episodes and look for the one that for talks Raven's about mac wrong and cheese. Opinions. Really oh my god! Oh my but god. if if you guys do want to hear about more of our weird food combinations, uh, let us know. Exactly, uh. and please follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, TikTok and Spotify <laughs> at Rebels Keep It Real. All right, y'all. Thank you for coming to episode six. We're going to go ahead and say goodbye to our special guest, Mia. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. It's a lot of fun. Yes. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.